Hey, mates, not long at all now until our big live 250th episode spectacular. In fact, Carl, it's just a mere matter of days, isn't it? Yeah, if you're hearing this straight away, it's on this Saturday, which is July the 18th. Mm. It's at 8 o'clock at The Joint uh, at 8 o'clock. And like you said, 250th episode, it is going to be, if you've seen any of our live shows before, especially recently, you know it's going to be a big old dumb party. Yeah, it's going to be heaps of fun. We're looking forward to that. So, yeah, still, I mean, it's getting pretty full, but uh, if you're keen, don't sleep on it. LittleDumbDumbClub.com right now for tickets. Heaps of awesome stuff we've got planned for. It's going to be very funny. Yeah. Also, if you're in other parts of the country, uh, Perth, we're over there. October the 18th, doing one of our big Dum Dum Palooza shows like we did last year with some special guests that we're bringing over with us, us doing our stand-up shows. Uh, it's going to be heaps of fun, so come out to that. Adelaide, you got one of them coming at you as well, November 18th. 17th. 17th November 17th. Yeah. On the Tuesday night, is at the Rhino Room. Uh, and again, three-hour show, one-hour stand-up of Tommy, one-hour stand-up of mine. Yep. One hour of what you actually want, the podcast. <laughs> and guests booked in for both of those, and the lineups are awesome. We got really lucky with... Uh, who's around and who can do it. They're going to be heaps of fun. So, guys, don't sleep on it. LittleDumDumClub.com for all those tickets, and we'll see you out there. Oh, and hey, go and get – we're going to have T-shirts at the show, so bring your little purses, bring your little fanny packs, (laughs) bring your little (laughs) hidden wallets – and uh, buy some sweet merch. Oh, you saying fanny pack is just reminding me of something that I have to tell you. Yes. Oh, we better get to the episode. Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting next to me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Hey, uh, I've seen something today that I would like your opinion on. Sure. I'd like to know if this is weird or if it's just me. I was in my local milk bar uh, buying some stuff and on the counter next to the cash register, they've got a little tip jar. Right. What do you think of that? I find that very odd for a business to just have a like a milk like a guy who's just selling things. Yeah. To have a tip jar set up. Yeah. Is that is that a legitimate thing or am I weird? Um I think it's I think you find it weird because you definitely don't have the money to be tipping anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but what's You don't even have the money to be buying the milk to start yeah, with. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well mum was with me, so yeah. <laughs> but so you know, a tip generally is like this is exceptional service. You've yeah, gone yeah. above and beyond. I yeah. want to show my appreciation. Sure. What's a milk bar doing? To make you go, like you walk up with a packet of snakes alive and he's like, that's two bucks, thanks. And you're like, mate, you you handled that with aplomb. Thanks for making the milk face around the right way in the (laughs) fridge so I could see the expiry day. Here's a little something for yourself. Thanks for putting the most recent ones up the front so then I get stung with a thing of milk that's going to expire in two days. Thanks for putting the zoo magazines down low enough that I can sort of thumb (laughs) through that. I didn't know that was an option though to just do that because it's basically what he's doing is it's just kind of a very elaborate busking act. You know what I mean? He's just like yeah. selling his stuff. Yeah. But it's given me an idea. You know, we got this live podcast coming up Saturday, this Saturday, July the 18th. <laughs> I don't know this was going to come back to you asking for money. Yeah. What if we just we just put a little hat up the front of the stage, you know? People we're, are already paying. To be fair, yeah, we're already charging people to come yeah. in and then we're double dipping. Is that the new plan? But that's what the milk bar's doing. All you're right, already paying okay. for the service. All right. If there's a zinger that you particularly like, no, you paying, give me a beauty with a particularly good gag, you, you are, go and chuck a $2 coin in there. You are paying for a product and then you're asking for a bit of service money, whereas yeah. we're providing a service and then we want service money as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, okay. Well, let's put, 
Let's put a couple of hats all around the room. Let's put one out the front of the toilet. Let's put one oh, at wow. the stage. Uh, uh, exit <laughs> so, by donation as well. So we're getting credit for people using the toilet. Sure. People are okay. like, wow, you guys gave me the option to do this. Well, I what I got it. out of your story is you desperately want money. So yeah. I'm just looking for reasons now can't for you, them to give them. Can't you get that about every fibre of my being? <laughs> uh, well, today on the show, first of all, uh, returning guests. Uh, it's been a while since he's been on here. You know him from Eurovision and from Have You Been Paying Attention. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Sam Pang. Thank you, Tommy. Carl, great to be back. It it did take a while to be invited back, but it's great to finally be here. To be fair, the the times I've brought up with you to come back to the podcast, you said, direct quote, why would I? (laughs) I've already done it. Yeah, as in there was nothing else to talk about. There's not like I've, you know. Oh, now you've found something. You've done something. Yeah, no, no, no. I just brought someone whose stories you may not have heard. So, therefore, you know, it's... um, It'll well, reflect better on me. The person you've brought with you, of course, you know him uh, from the late show from Have You Been Paying Attention. Please welcome me to Little Dum Dum Club for the first time, Santo Chilaro. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. The good thing, I, I'm, I'm surprised he's, he's got some stories because uh, I think you think you may have overestimated me just a little bit. Uh, is no, well, that's fine. I know, I know this is the great thing. Well, thanks for being part of yeah. bringing no, no, a no. podcast friend to, to podcast day today, which yes. is uh, that's nice. He couldn't he couldn't come along with that. An official someone. day. I think you're overestimating your milk bar guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the milk bar guy clearly wants to be on television. I think that he's set up the 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 tip jar there because I reckon he's got a crowbar sitting underneath the, the his, de- his little <laughs> oh. desk. He's waiting for someone who looks a little bit like you. Yeah. To actually just go, he's not looking. I'm going to go for this, and the guy's going great, bang, and then. Channel Nine News that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. man showed, you know, great, you know, when a, a, a uh, you know a crook came in and started yeah. taking his money. This guy got more than he bargained for. Yeah. I, I suspect he wants to be on television in oh, black that's and white. Well, you, you know the area well, Santa. You were just saying as you came in, this is where you grew up or where you went to school. Well, I was having this discussion with Sam. I, I don't know whether this is my old stamping ground or my old stomping ground. Yeah. I vote uh, st- stomping. I think it's stomping. I'm with Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I, I did stomp. used to stomp around, <laughs> actually <laughs> physically stomped. Uh, so it's like chomping and champing a yeah. bit. I mm. mean, which one is it? Yeah. I think it's champing. But uh, this is, I would say that this is my old stamping ground. No, no, no. Yeah, stamping ground. Yeah, I went to school just around the corner. It's closed down now. The, um, most of the Christian brothers are about five years off parole. So uh, <laughs> good, good luck to them when they get out here. What was the name of the school? St. Thomas's, Clifton Hill, Christian Brothers. And uh, um, so it was a great school. I enjoyed it. We had a handball court. That was our. That was entertainment at the school. Yeah, handball. Uh, is it handball still a thing? Like handball was definitely, a, you know, the the big sport when I was at yeah. school. Is it? Is it? Is it still a thing? Really? Was the big thing? Yeah, but handball is <laughs> different. This is Maribor, because when you watch, oh, okay. if you watch, um, if you watch, like, uh, if anyone watches Euro news, Euro Euro sports, handball is that is a different game. It's like yes. that ball. It's like indoor soccer, but with hands. Yeah. Uh, the handball we're talking about, of course, is on a handball court where you graze your knuckles on yeah. the sides. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. It's the, like a, a very poverty version of squash. Squat, exactly. With yeah. you, you just use your fists. Yeah. And our school was really good at it around the corner. There's an oh, excellent right, – yeah. I bet you it's still there, that handball court. It's still a beauty. <laughs> but when you say your school was really good at it, how good can you be at, at handball, handball Like, if it's the only sport that you well? can – if it's, <laughs> if it's the only sport you can play, I reckon you're, you're pretty good at it. I've yeah. just realised what it is now. You know that one where you hit yeah. the Yeah. No, it's, well, we used to call it – it was called handball damble. Oh yeah, downball. Of course, mm. that's what it's well, called. That's what I called it as well. So yeah, okay. Yeah. But on the court that. that we played, and there was no downball. That was just like for sissies, right? Yeah. The, the We're sport. talking about the one where you're hitting it against a wall. Yeah. 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 
With yeah, a, it's there. a little black, almost like a squash ball. If you really played it properly, it's a, it's a it's a black hard black rubber ball, bit bigger than a than a squash. Were you right. the guy upholding the the rules of down ball? Like, <laughs> hang on, can we check? Can we put the, the down on, ball through the little hoop and I see if that's the a regulation? I was on the tall chair. And people <laughs> sort of have a go. At is this what you're after, uh, this, uh, Tommy? When you invited me back? Yeah, this is the kind of quality. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is the kind of gold we're content after. we were. Really, after. I'm yeah. actually hosting. I'm a, hosting a, um, a a charity day for my old primary school, which is. Just around the course. St John's here on on, on Queen's Parade. Wait, so. a charity day for the school that closed out? No, no, it was the, a little the, bit late. It was. A, this that might was a, be it a Nigerian a scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's taking a tip jar, so don't worry, yeah. it's all going to be there fine. There you go. <laughs> Give us a tip every time yeah. you get one in your down ball. <laughs> what do you, what do you, why, why do you say yes to these things? Well, it's hard to say no. But the, 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 it was the primary so school. Because you used to go no. to primary school with the nuns <laughs> and then when you got to a certain age, then they separated the boys and the girls. The boys went across the road. Yeah. Oh, really? Forget, I'm, I'm old enough to uh, have remembered the moonwalks. I, I remember when I was in about grade three or something like that, the nuns wouldn't let us watch the moonwalk um, because they thought... Hang on, Michael Jackson's the moonwalk, not the walk on the moon. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> the actual mo- Neil Armstrong. I was at school when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. We weren't allowed to... Because the nuns wouldn't let us watch it. I'll never forget. I got home that day because we, we lived in Collingwood. Our school was here in Clifton Hill. My dad was home from work. Never, never happens. And I'm going, well, what's going on? And he goes, man just walked on the moon. And I'll never forget. My grandmother goes... No, he didn't. It's just all, it's just Italian, you know, it's this Italian thing. And no, it's all fake. They faked oh. it up. It <laughs> and I remember my dad turning around saying, Great, you believe the wrestling is real, but the moonwalk <laughs> is fake. That's great. Your nan's the original truther. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. What does she think about 9 11? Yeah. Oh, fake. What's her, what's her opinion on Kubrick jet fuel melting it. steel beams? <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so the nuns wouldn't let you watch Man Walking on the Moon? No. What, For what reason? Yeah. Because they thought it was like the work, it, they thought it was almost sacrilegious. It was like, it was almost like Galileo with the telescope. Yeah, nah, we don't mess with what, you know, God invented the earth and I don't know about this moon thing. Is it a little bit like Ayers Rock or Uluru where, you know, now we realise you're not allowed to, you shouldn't be walking on it for respect's sake and whatever. Is that the moon? Are we, are we offending no, someone by walking insane. on the moon? No, yeah. no, those nuns were just nuts. They wouldn't <laughs> let us do anything. They were terrible. That is a good theory. We one day find out when we make contact with other life that it's just hella racist. Just be yeah. up there whacking flags in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing golf. golf off yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is this the d- demographic you're after though? The m- m- <laughs> moonwalk, moonwalk, moonwalk uh, yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not the Colbert Report, all right? <laughs> all right. All right. There's well, a reason why we're in this set and not like a proper one because we talk about down ball and walking on the moon. I love it. Well, we now, I mean, we've talked about this very briefly. We now, we film these podcasts and they go out in Melbourne on Channel 31 on Saturday evening at 10 p.m. So I feel like that's. That's prime conspiracy nut demographic. Yeah. That's and sitting up at 10pm watching Channel 31, surely. We, we have mentioned this, but yeah, we're a sweet lead into New Country Hour yeah. on Channel 31. So after this, if you don't switch over quick enough, there is some primo boot scooting yeah. going on. <laughs> Wait a minute. New Country. What was the old one like? <laughs> <laughs> the New Country. Well, that was on before us okay, at 9 right, o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, hey, yeah. speaking of lead-ins, can I tell you that... Um, the, do you remember the last time I was on this? We did talk about ADBC, which was a show that I. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. I want to now. I want to tell you this because it's ADB, been rebooted. It's, it's coming. Been back. rebooted. The nuns would not let us watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> the nuns yeah. were busy. They didn't let a lot of people watch. The that. nuns were like everyone else at the time. Then. Uh, no, ADBC has been rebooted. Well, it was rebooted like recently in the last six months, and it was Seriously? in in bite sized form. Oh yeah, at four fifty five a.m. <laughs> as a lead in. You talk about lead ins to the Korean news at five <laughs> right? right which was exciting you know people they ed cavalier uh, pointed it out he saw it and was 
I couldn't imagine how excited he was. Well, to he was it. up watching that. He because he does breakfast radio. Oh, yeah, he's you know, and so it's four fifty five. And he's watching the Korean news for something to talk about on Brisbane FM radio. Korean news had a bit of a bump, by the way. And how long was how in bite size? Bite size form four fifty five to five minute. And that was highlights of the whole season. That was was the whole thing. But recently, instead of like playing when they used to put Roadrunner in between shows, it's now ABC. Well, I don't know if it's still the case. I don't know how well it you know. I don't know how well it was received. Might not be on anymore. But recently, because of uh, Tommy mentioned Eurovision, Eurovision was. Um, shown live here in mm. Australia because Australia were in it, so you had to vote. So it was on from five till seven. Mm. So I, in my mind, I had ADBC going on from four fifty-five to oh, five oh. as a lead into Eurovision. <laughs> right, mate. Early morning. Yeah, yeah. I own right. on SBS. Yeah. You're the new agro. It's <laughs> <laughs> always been the dream. Pengro's cartoon connection. Mate. Put yeah. some carpet on your face I'm and uh, just really uh, buy in. I'll do anything, Tommy. <laughs> don't, don't put it past me. Wow, <laughs> early morning SBS you've got sewn up. Mate, nice. All mine. Yeah. Lance, you know, yeah. prime real estate. Should yeah. get, try and get Jonathan Coleman across. <laughs> Sell some stuff. Maybe yeah. he's too busy. Oh, he I is. like that. You start poaching talent from other morning shows. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see infomercials on SBS. That would yeah. be, there would be some well, interesting products there. You'd know better than us. That's, that station's changed a lot, eh? Well, if, since my day, yeah. I, I, I remember it actually starting. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember back really? in the old George Denikin and stuff. Yeah, the first ever broadcast. Eighty, I think it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and they've been. Yeah, what do the nuns think about that? <laughs> <laughs> the nuns were long gone by 1980, by the way, because yeah, Santo because Santo killed them. <laughs> because I, I used to. Because you you're a soccer nut. I used to. I mean, I grew up. I've mentioned this once or twice on the podcast before. I grew up in a little town called Maryborough, which is two hours from Melbourne, two and a half hours. And uh, I was a soccer tragic, but we didn't get SBS. Up there for the longest time, we didn't get we didn't get anything. We had BCV eight, we had BTV six, and we had ABC or Channel two. Uh, what those, so what were those? Oh, they're like the regional versions yeah. of seven and nine. And stuff. But, they, but yeah. they were actually their own. They they, they, they took a lot of uh, stuff, but they also produced their own stuff. Yeah, they? they they cherry pick stuff from all the channels. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of times they would just have uh, like we'd have those two channels. Uh, six and eight, but they would both have the A team on at the same yeah, yeah. team, so there was okay, actually right. no option because they would just pick whatever they wanted, which happened to be the same. You had A team on two channels at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that yeah, is a dream. One would be like one minute ahead, and you'd go, "Oh, <laughs> which one? What, what should we watch?" Oh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we used to get tapes of SBS sent up. Yeah. Like it would be, it would be like a, a bit of a Christmas in July thing, where someone from Melbourne, from the Big Smoke, yeah. would come to Maribor and bring us these VHS tapes of Genoa <laughs> oh. versus Sampdoria. Be like, oh wow! Sunday morning shows. They ten thirty on a Sunday morning was yes. the best hour of television ever. Yep. an hour of Italian highlights. Yep. Uh, yeah, wow. You there, boy? What day is it today? Why it's SBS tape day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it was genuinely great. I'd go around to my friend's house and we'd all sit around and watch the most boring game. <laughs> like because uh, Serie A used to be the you know the, yeah, the biggest the league big back yeah, then, yeah. but it was all it's a very slow How paced game. How did you watch your wrestling? I did it in this style. I didn't. You didn't actually. No, so, I so wasn't you, a wrestling fan. Six and eight didn't. Channel six and eight didn't have wrestling. No, we would. You know, what we'd have our special treat was if you got up really early and you went to my friend's house that lived on a hill. Mm. You could slightly pick up Channel Ten cartoons at six a.m. on a Saturday morning, but badly. Yeah, yeah. So through static, you could see an episode of Scooby Doo you hadn't yeah. seen before. Yeah, yeah. But a bit, worth a bit it, like Channel Thirty One. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. That was the and and uh, also the comedy company used to be on 
uh, and we'd go to the same guy's house and you could vaguely pick it up and they'd come to school on a Monday morning and tell everyone what Kylie Mole had been up to <laughs> because, because BCVA wouldn't show it until Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, the, it, people would gather around and go, what did Con what the did, Fruiter say yeah, this yeah. week? He said a, a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And she goes, she goes, she goes, she goes. Oh, yeah. I it's, like a, it's like a very primitive version of people going to like Bali and coming back with bootleg DVD yes. stuff that hasn't come out <laughs> yeah. yet. Like, yeah. let me, I'll do it for you. I'll reenact it. <laughs> I was the pirate bay of my time. <laughs> uh, Santa, I wanted to ask you about something and uh, you you might uh, – this is just – I was looking up stuff yesterday, uh, mm. old Late Show clips on YouTube and uh, one that I found that, uh, that I'd never seen before because Late Show is like just a little bit before my time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. one thing that's cool about, you know, having uh, guys from Working Dog on is it sort of makes me go and like I should just be across it anyway. But I was a massive fan by the way. That was – in Maribyrnong, that was the, the biggest thing. Because you could watch it on Channel 2. Yeah, yeah, we could actually yeah. watch it. Like, and, I, and, I was at the and, and now you're on the channel, uh, the, the 10pm Saturday night time slot. Yeah. Wow. Someone in Maribor is, yeah, no, they're still not watching yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. Who's there in a small country town gathering on a hill so they can watch us <laughs> through static? Which, when they can just get the podcast off the internet like weeks earlier. Um, I watched the uh, Alfonso Capriciosa. Uh, a sketch the uh, that for those of you on, who are listening to this on podcast, this is a look that I give when I go. Okay, uh, no, we heard it. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't remember it much. I have you? a bit of. I have a. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not Tony Martin. Tony Martin right. is Mr. Archive, Mr. Remembers Everything. I'm Mr. Very much. Yeah, that rings a bell. And if it's an Italian kind of character, then gr- that sounds like yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I had questions like that. I talked to Mick Malloy once about yeah. stuff from the Late Show, and I was like, Oh, I remember when this happened. He's like, we made a lot of stuff back then. We didn't have any time to remember what we did. Can we I just? just and, and there's a complicating thing with Mick. Mick didn't often remember at the time what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I would get I would get phone calls on a Tuesday after the Saturday, going, "Mate, come and get me. I'm somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm somewhere. I don't know. I, there's a there's a building next to me." And I'm a, uh, well, how things, yeah. <laughs> how things change. Yeah, exactly. Alfonso Capriccioso. Well, but what I'm I wanted to ask you, and if you don't want to answer this, we can take it out. I'll it's answer fine. anything. But I I was looking at it, and so it's the character is um it's kind of a, a bit of a, a, a takeoff of the kind of walks out of work kind of thing. This guy who's like started the big ethnic oh, comedy yep, yep, movement, yep, 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 yep. and there's a bit in it where it's done as like a kind of a behind the scenes thing, and there's a scene in it where no, I his, do remember what you're talking yeah, about. Yes, his old castmates come and confront him mm-hmm. about stealing their gear and yes. then kicking them out of the group. Yep, now, yep. when I looked at this on YouTube, uh, one of the comments said something about how that was based on – that bit was based on a thing that happened on A Current Affair There was something around that time with Nick Giannopoulos. Um, I, I think that, uh, first of all, uh, the, it was based on uh, – everything that we kind of do is, is sort of is sparked off by something that we see somewhere – there was something on uh, on a current affair on someone who used I think someone who used to be in logs out of work. Mm. She didn't get a I don't know. She hadn't worked for years. Oh or something like that. yes. Yeah. Like, look, it's yeah. it's such a long time ago. In fact, I don't even remember the internet at all. <laughs> right. It just felt funny that it was on a current affair. Well, that yeah, was the yeah. thing. So someone mentioned that that yeah that was based on a thing that had happened at the time. So yeah. then I tried to Google it and I thought, surely this this sounds like a what like yeah, yeah. a current affair doing a profile on Giannopoulos. Yeah. And the cameras just happened to catch. These people busting him and going, mate, you've ripped us off. Right, and he's like, can you not put that in the piece? And they're like, yeah, no worries. Yeah, and they for just sure. put it straight to I, I don't I, Look, you know what? I don't know whether that happened or not. All I know is that it made me laugh that <laughs> that ended up on Current Affairs. Yeah. So therefore, I thought, well, how funny is it to to do something that way? So I remember getting phone calls the very next day from people going, 
I think, how the hell did you know my number? And there were people going, you know, I was never part of that. I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't get involved in that. And the guy who was responsible was a real dickhead. And, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there going, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the same as when we did Frontline. There was all these people for like from current affairs shows in Perth going, oh, mate, how did you, who told you about that story? Because that's, you know, that's what happened. And I'm going, mate, it's not based on that. It's basically you, you watch stuff on TV and then you join dots. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's like what we all do. Like, like ADBC. It's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. So I can't believe, by the way, how much our current affair you watch, or if if you because you know we did a podcast, Carl. Yes. Sando Sam and Ed did a podcast, kind of after the after the football show, but before just we're a year when we didn't do anything, but we did a kind of twenty six weeks or something where we go in and just do it, and you would bring in clips from a current affair where and they were just so dodgy where they. They use, you know, this was a story, but they used footage from another story and put it together, which is that that's why you brought it in to to highlight it. You're going, but I'm thinking, why are you watching this in the first place? <laughs> so yeah, so you don't have to watch current affairs shows because they're just a longer version of the promo. So, and once you see a, a promo that you go, oh, I want to watch, you know, the truck driving Romeo, you know, you, 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 you know, you want to sit there and watch that. And, you know, is this the world's worst neighbour? I'm going, oh, didn't I see that a week and a half ago? But I'll watch it again. Especially I, if I found a friend of mine the other day found out a, a long kept secret of his. He, uh, his name's Michael Williams. He's a comedian. Mm. He is one of the guys that they. When they did a, f- a fat story on Current Affair, oh. they did the old oh. cut the head off and just used a guy walking down the street with the belly. And he found out that was him because some his friend saw, I recognise that shirt. That's Mike. Hey, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's worst shirt. nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Literally yeah, yeah. everyone's oh, worst wow. nightmare. So, but look, in answer to your question, Tommy, that, that, uh, a, a lot of the stuff that we – that we did back in the late show with or front, any, any, yeah. any stuff we do now is always you know sparked off by I think I, th- I think we started writing frontline because we saw a current affairs special about a guy whose wife or his family had been taken by a shark or something and 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 the the you know the the, the press went crazy on it and and we just thought because I think frontline was going to be based in a radio station it was behind the scenes in a radio station because we were working at Triple M at the time and we thought, no, actually, maybe behind the scenes in a current affair show might actually be funnier. Well, um, I also want to say this, Sando, that uh, I feel like our podcast has finally reached some form of legitimacy. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a grown-up podcast as of today because you are officially the first guest that we've had to do a release form for. Mm. So I feel like this is a proper <laughs> podcast now. Oh, we're, well, finally, we're, in, we're finally talking to someone with uh, legitimacy. I've been signing those things for years. I still don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I just get told, you've got to sign a release form before you do oh yeah of course i'll have to do that what this is this is because of his lawyer background by the way which people some people don't know that he was a lawyer and tommy gleister they call me the handballing lawyer that's what they call me (laughs) and also and ed cavley and i always we always say what about that law firm that the world has missed out on because of some little ridiculous uh, comedy career yeah Gleiser and Chilaro lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Attorneys at law. Attorneys well, imagine that. Well, no, this, gl- is, this is how much I knew about the release forms. I was like, okay, so I need to sign what? And it's like, you don't, you don't need to sign no, anything. Sign. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not releasing my own podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate you bringing this up for the need for content, but what you've basically done is just let every previous guest know that they but can now sue us <laughs> for releasing their like. No of our previous guests ever listened to our podcast, so <laughs> don't worry about that. Uh, no, so that's so good. Finally, 
Yeah, yeah. There's a precedent being set. So we, if, uh, if you want to be someone from now on, get that get that release for me. And fact, I will sign yeah. it for you. We should take a photo at the end of the four of us, just over the release form. <laughs> 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 just, like, like, the, the official signing, signing ceremony. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. and then we get someone to do a painting of that photo, <laughs> and that's the image that we release for and the And we'll podcast. hold up the Dum Dum Club t-shirt next to us. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. great. Exciting. Photo of today's paper for... Uh, for validity of the day, yeah. yes. We you now we've got we've been going a, a while now, um, and we've got. Well, again, we, we mentioned this a lot on the show. We've got we don't call them fans; we call them people who are aware of our show mm. because they listen. They don't particularly tell us that they love the show. Mm. They they show that love in a form of abuse and prank <laughs> phone calls and <laughs> horrible insults right. sent to us via Facebook and Twitter. Nice. But they are aware of us, and mm. so that's the nicest thing we can say about them. But so they I, do tolerate the show. Yes, they exactly. Tolerate. Yeah. Okay, as long as they tolerate it, yeah. that's okay. This is the thing. We, we look at the numbers, and there, there's a lot of them out there, yeah. and the numbers are getting more all the time, more people coming to the show. Sure. It's great. It'd just be nice if one of them could seem like they like us in any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The numbers go up and I go, cool, maybe maybe what these people will be nice to us. What are they just hate listening? Hmm? As in they, it they feels like they've, they've got their arm behind their back being forced to listen to a podcast <laughs> in <laughs> some way. but And, and they're expressing that dissatisfaction well, at us. Yeah, are I we being like... used in actual torture, do you think? Are we like the new waterboarding <laughs> where people just get yeah. strapped down and forced to listen we've to been hours re- of this? We've been renamed in the US as Guantanamo <laughs> FM. So, yeah. <laughs> so, this is my latest. Uh, uh, and sometimes you run into these people on the street and I'm sure you guys uh, uh, have had plenty of experiences like this, probably more positive than us. But I ran into someone the other day. I was on the tram and I noticed that this girl was sort of looking at me and I'm like, okay, right. Well, this, it could be just girls looking at the, the Chan Man. You know, that sort of happens all the time. So or, it could be just that. Or, <laughs> or, or what actually happened, <laughs> which is... Just <laughs> if there's another theory of I got off the tram and this girl sort of waited for me to walk past and said, ah, little... Dum Dum Club and I'm oh. like yes she goes are you Carl I went yeah she goes oh right great you know I listen all the time you know um, you know great there was uh, I've been listening for six months or whatever I've listened to all of them you know all these sort of words sounds like she's saying. confessing to stuff at AA uh, I've been <laughs> listening for six months now and uh. but I like it it always comes out like this it always comes out like oh, I've been listening for a long time and it's like you haven't said that you like it yet, but you've just <laughs> you've been present. Is that all you're waiting for? Yes. <laughs> so this conversation gets on, and she goes, "Yeah, I listen every week." And when uh, one comes out, I'm sort of really, lo- you know, waiting to see what what's going to happen and what guests you have. And I'm like, "Oh, great, she's a real fan." So I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> so well tomorrow we've got this one on, and these guests are going to be on." And she's like, oh, "Okay," and I'm like, "Oh, and it's a really good one." And next, and the week after that, this is going to happen. Tommy's going away to Tokyo, and all these things are happening. And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, right, right." Anyway, I'm a bit busy. I'm just going to go over there now. (laughs) (laughs) And then she walks over like, honestly, five metres and I realise we're just waiting for the same tram. Like she hasn't gone to Uh. do anything. She's doing the exact same thing that that I'm doing. We could be sitting here and talking more about the podcast and she's just decided to wait there. She gets on a different part of the tram and just sort of sits there and makes sure I'm not going to come up and talk to her again about my podcast. (laughs) That's nuts. So that time is very important. Though, you know? yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta uh, cherish it's, it. It's true what they say: never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they're really boring and a little bit obsessed with what they do. What oh. about how that is? T- I love that 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 turned quickly from she listens to the podcast, your Carl. To by the end of it, you were kind of pitching the podcast. Yeah, yeah, to exactly. yeah. yeah I felt horrible. I was, I felt like some sort of Mormon going door to door, going, oh, "Have you heard about this radio show that's not on radio? It's yeah. it'll but, change but, your but, life." But something happens in the middle of that conversation where you decide. Well, already I've done the majority of the talking, so therefore I'm the I'm the 
I'm, yes. I'm the initi- I yes. need to keep talking because she's actually – it's too late to, to, to reproportion yeah. the conversation. It's so. not like, oh, so what else have you been up to? Yeah. It's like this is the only thing we have between right. us. So I'll keep giving but, you the information. So therefore, to be fair to you, in the end, she must have said also he, did, he dominated that com- conversation so much that it's not right for me to now re-dominate. I've got a seventh of it. Yeah. So therefore, all I can do now is I've got to say <laughs> I've got to go sit over there and wait for the tram. I felt like I she got home and then went to someone. Oh God, this guy from a podcast <laughs> on the tram today. <laughs> I just went near him. He started going. Oh, guess who's on next week? And this is what happens the week after. I'm like, what do you oh. think? What, if she's listening now, yeah, that's what it, I'm. Is she about. feeling good or, or how's she feeling? Is she feeling? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or well, hopefully, she feel good because she came out of that as the winner. By the way, yeah. yes, she yeah. walked. Yeah. You know, she walked. She had a. She had things to do. Yeah. You're there desperately, yeah. you know, doing coming ups and get on the show next week. So I'm out the front of a souvlaki shop yeah, just yeah, going, yeah. oh, not for the first time. Why do I do a podcast? <laughs> but was it the same tram that you were waiting to catch? Yes. So what happened when you got on the tram? She just got on a different carriage. Oh, a different carriage? Yeah. <laughs> so there was no, only two not. carriages on the tram. I'll go to another podcast. <laughs> 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 this is why, by the way, this is why I don't catch public transport anymore. Oh, it's the best. It's the only reason I have any content for this podcast. <laughs> she also did say, because there is a bit of a running thing with the show. It's where um, all our fans hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I live on Riversdale Road in Hawthorne. And uh, I've got a thing where I don't know why people just yell at me. I, I tend to walk up and down Riversdale Road. And I'll only walk for two blocks and yet someone will know me and just scream at me. And I'm like, hey, okay, this is like the... The Tour of the Stars podcast style in Melbourne. I just get screamed at. So that was the other thing she said to me. She got, We were actually on Swan Street, which turns into Riversdale Road. And she goes, oh, it's a shame. We were only two, three, four blocks away from Riversdale Road. I could have been screaming at you out oh. of the tram at you. And I was like, oh, we're actually getting on the same tram together. She's like, yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Booking an Uber right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're, you're weird that she walked away, but it sounds like what, you, what you've described as your part of the conversation. You're treading water. You're floundering. You're yeah. just desperately. Yeah. So she's done the right thing. Like you must have had a degree of relief that you're kind of off the hook. Yeah, Because sure. what's the alternative? You have to pad for 45 more minutes. You just end up doing a podcast with her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you feel like – I feel like I'm, I'm padding, talking about something I don't even want to talk about. Like I'm sort of – by that stage I'm saying, oh, Tommy's going to Tokyo. I don't know what he's going to do. He's, he's probably going to go to Universal Studios and might pick up some Kit Kats and oh, what else? What else? And she's like – who cares? Yeah, I'm like, hey, I don't even care what I'm talking about. Don't <laughs> walk off on me. I want to walk off on me. I don't even care what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think to like turn it back and go, so what do you do for a living? No. No, no. <laughs> Maybe she's got her own podcast. Maybe she was waiting to be asked. Who got off the tram first at the end? She did. did was there any contact, eye contact she you didn't, at she that didn't point? didn't even wait for the tram to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck and roll. Yeah, no, I, I, I felt so ashamed I sort of. I really right. actually put my head down okay. and so I wouldn't know when she got off the tram. Yeah. Tommy, so you got to track her down, mate, get her on. Mm. I I like to imagine her now, like I'm look, looking into the future and her just listening to this going, I cannot believe how long they've been talking about this <laughs> two-minute interaction with us <laughs> in the street. Well, we've got Santa Chilera over here mm. and, and, and we're the, talking about me on the tram. Yeah. yeah. But the, you, you – um, sorry, Santa. No, no, no. no. Uh, you, Tommy, I don't know if we, we're allowed to talk about this, but you mm. just come back from – Generally means no, but I'll push on. <laughs> you just came back from Japan. Yes. And look, you can uh, you can say no to this conversation, mm-hmm. but here we go. You are, are single, like I said. Mm-hmm. You've been single for how long now? Uh, like nine months. Nine months. 
But who's counting? (laughs) (laughs) Really miss her. (laughs) Relationship stopped on a tram. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could say... Conversation was awful. In in the same way, it's like you're going out and then she just goes, I'm going to stand over there now forever. Yeah, Yeah, look, I don't want to go into details about the breakup, but I guess you could say we just got on different carriages, you know? The the tram of life came along and we just... I wanted to be up the front, she wanted to be up the back and, you know, what do you do? But where was this head... So Tokyo and single, because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to know where this is going. Me too. No, I don't think you are. So you were leaving and you said to me, uh, you're leaving, you're two days away from going to Tokyo, and then you said you got a message from the ex-girlfriend saying, uh, I want to pick something up because I'm off to Tokyo in two days. Yeah. And you're like, awesome. Yeah. She was there at the exact same time. Wow. What? Yeah. That would, that's weird. I well, it's not that weird. I mean, I got my flights on a Jetstar sale that mm-hmm. was like a very limited travel period. Right. So, you know, that would have been a lot Jet, of... Jetstar's an airline. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that... Yeah. It's oh. got aeroplanes. It's got... The ones with propellers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah. that. Yeah. And they wind it up. Yeah. 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 It's the airline that you catch when you're contemplating putting a tip jar up the front of your live podcast <laughs> gotcha. so that you can yeah, yeah. bring oh, in more yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that would... Have, Jetstar would have a tip jar up the front of their plane, I would imagine. They yeah, they're not... Yeah, they're not far off. Well, there's one. I wouldn't mind tipping that if the pilot does a good job. Oh, really? The stakes are high enough for that one. At the end of the flight, I tip. I tip the pilot. Yeah, see, this is one point we're tipping the wrong things. It gets me to safe ground. Exactly. I'm happy to tip. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's like booking Greg Fleet for a gig. (laughs) He wants the money up front, but there needs to be enough money at the end for him to bother doing the job properly. (laughs) 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 I normally say that because I've done that many times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's that's fine. Sure. Yeah. I don't think Greg. Fleet's lawyers are going to get onto us. No, anytime soon. He's a what a just he's an icon. Yeah, what a lovely thing of you to say. He is. Yeah. Santo, if you're still practicing law, and if uh, <laughs> if G Fleet <laughs> came to you and went, I want to sue a podcast. What yeah. would your response be? Well, I'd say, I'd say, hang on, did you sign a release? For <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, give me a look. Give me. Ah, what? okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. The guy who runs the podcast signed it he when there was it. no need for it. So, did you see your ex in Tokyo? <laughs> I didn't. But, uh, there, you know, without going into too much detail, there's a lot of stuff uh, left unsaid in that breakup. We haven't had any contact. And I was just thinking, knowing that she was over there in that, in this, at the same time, how funny it would be just to kind of mess with her a bit, to get in touch and go, look, I can't leave this any longer. We need to do this now. So meet me in, in the Shibuya, Shibuya <laughs> Virgin <laughs> Megastore, <laughs> Tower Records, Level 3, <laughs> in between Susie and the Banshees <laughs> and Sister Sledge. Yeah. All right? I did the all. Good. Two great ones. Oh, you like that? Very nice. good. You like that? They're both near each other in the alphabet. Wow, <laughs> that was incredible. I'm part of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If only you'd been that smooth and sharp on that tram. Wouldn't <laughs> 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 things could have been different, Carl? If only everything could be, could be fixed with an 80s music reference yeah. I would yeah. have been we, those, we, we could be married by now um, so yeah that's my answer my ex was over there well I the thought of you time. because what was your angle here well, <laughs> what are you no, hoping to get out of this my angle is because I you know I did a thing where I had a bad breakup where I then had to go to Canberra for a job and I knew she was there and when I knew she'd moved there to live mm. and so I just knew she vaguely lived in this large city so the whole time I was in Canberra I remember just being on tenter hooks the whole tent, tenter hooks tenter hooks oh that's another just, one yeah. tentacle hooks just no that's not w- it w- so yeah. just was it, was it your old stomping ground yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was champing yeah, yeah, at the yeah, bit yeah, to yeah, not yeah. see my ex girlfriend, <laughs> and I was just walking around the city going I hope I'm just looking at People like old men going, is that her? Is that here? Just <laughs> frightened of seeing. And I thought, I thought maybe Wait, that you was dated you. an old man. 
It was a long time ago. You dated a wrinkly bald woman? <laughs> so I was like that the entire time. So I was just thinking, well, I hope you, you weren't like that in Tokyo. Just walk around going, oh, no. I And I, this is insane in a city that big, but yeah. I did. Yeah, I exactly. I constantly was thinking like – and just going, this is insane – but I was just like, that's also the kind of insane thing that would happen. Yeah. Like, it's the last thing you want to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to happen. And I did, uh, my friend who I was with, we were walking through uh, Tokyo Station trying to find this strip of ramen restaurants. And I... Should be a pretty easy task. What? <laughs> a strip of ramen restaurants in Japan. Yeah, yeah, but it's underneath a train station. Oh, so, right. it's like this real labyrinth to get there. But I... I freaked out and I went quiet for like five minutes. And then my friend's like, what? I'm like, because I thought I'd seen it. Like, oh, right. I, honestly. Oh, yeah. And that was almost like, if I tell my friend this, I'm going to appear crazy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I just went a little quiet because I think I saw my ex-girlfriend <laughs> in an underground train station <laughs> in Tokyo. Yeah. And not even like I saw, I thought I saw her like in a mirror, like looking back at me. God. It's like, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is like You insane. thought you saw your ex-girlfriend in a mirror. How much did she look like you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said Candyman three times. And then <laughs> She's got a moustache. The, um, but the thing is, do, do, did you know who she was travelling with? Yeah. Oh, right. a, f- a friend of hers. Okay, right. right. Because because usually in films it's like, oh, and I'd like to introduce you to my oh, new husband. That's it. That, that, that world. That's it. Oh. Well, but maybe, you weren't expecting hey, that. Maybe she's met someone over there. Okay. This is my new boyfriend, Hiroshi. Oh god. Oh, that, that's <laughs> no good. No. <laughs> no, but I didn't. I didn't. I'm pretty sure that wasn't her. Hey, it could have been. But yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. But no. it didn't spoil your time in in or your Tokyo. Ramen. It spoiled. Yeah, it spoiled five minutes of the walk through the train station oh, where I felt okay. like I was having a, a panic attack. Because right. this is the other thing. So I. I have high blood pressure. Mm. I take pills for it. Mm. And why do you have high blood pressure? Because it's I'm not talking at a school, uh, but you don't do anything all day. It's I do. First of all, I do stuff. <laughs> Second of all, it's genetic. Right. Okay. I've got it from me, Dad. All right. Just like uh, fifty bucks in my bank account. <laughs> yeah, got me. Um, <laughs> hey, it's not it's not nice to preempt my sledges, all right? <laughs> Your sister sledges. Um, oh yeah, good reference. Well. So I uh, I left my I left my medicine at home, and it's like oh. without that's quite bad. So I have to go to the doctor. So I this this incident where I thought I saw her in the train station. This happened in the period where it's been a couple of days. It's before I've gone to the doctor yep. and gotten the medicine. So I'm I'm freaking out. I'm yep. I'm yeah. like this is it. This is I'm going to have a stroke. In the Tokyo train station. Yeah. But apart from that, it was a lovely time. But you would, nice. you, you had to, like, from my experience in Japan, you're going around, you're talking to people, they're not, English isn't their first language. It's hard enough to say hello, goodbye, that sort of thing. And then you're going in for heart medicine? Yeah. Yeah. It was not great. I found an English speaking doctor and he gave me a prescription. Uh, Cheap? Uh, no, it's like 300 bucks wow. to go to the doctor. Yeah. Just and you, for, for 300 bucks, you'd be sort of going, and for all the, the hard work to be getting through Japanese doctors, you'd have to be sort of going, do I really need heart medicine? There was a thing of me going, what if I just risk it for two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. But according to my doctor, it's like mega high. Also, <laughs> also the ironic thing is you'd, get, you'd be getting the medicine for, for, for your high blood pressure and then you see the bill and then yeah, <laughs> you just yeah. go That's, bang. Yeah, again, yeah. literally the whole thing is it's, all, it's the snake eating yes. itself. Yeah. It's yes. so, the whole thing is so stressful. Yeah. I, I found it stressful. When I went to Tokyo, I took my, it was my dream. My, all I lived for my whole life was basically take, to take my dad to a World Cup. 
Oh yeah. So right. I took my dad to the World Cup in uh, Tokyo and uh, in Japan and Korea in 2002. Mm-hmm. So most of my time in Tokyo with my dad was basically trying to find Italian food or a coffee. Right. <laughs> that was so stressful. It was all about it was all about where, where do we do? What, what where are we going to go now? Well, how how am I going to eat? And he tried so hard to eat all the, the the stuff. But the thing is that my dad was 72, so he's what 85 now, but it, at the time you it was the first time in my life where you, you realise at a certain age they become your kids and yeah. you're basically telling your dad what to do and stuff. And I literally floated above my body and heard myself say to my dad, down in, uh, in an underground you know, station, no, no, dad, we will not be stopping to go to the toilet, okay? <laughs> I actually said that to him. We will not be stopping to go to the toilet. Keep going, I said. Well, it sounds like it's changed a fair bit in 13 years because I saw tons of Italian food there. Oh, they, really? They maybe, love yeah. it now, yeah. Yeah, maybe he was – yeah, I think he was m- more looking like – he was looking for things like porchetta. You know, he was, he was actually you – know, <laughs> La porchetta. La porchetta. La porchetta, yeah, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. There's only one. There's only one. La porchetta. Is that shorthand? Was that shorthand there? Do you just call it porchetta? Yeah, porchetta, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's the way we would say it. Yeah. Right, right. La porchetta, that's, that's more important. That's right? the porchetta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's, not, no, it's not just anyone. Sorry, it's I'm a skip. One. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. They've really dropped off in the advertising market recently. Remember they used to have the little jingle that used to be on the ads all the time? I'd never seen well, any ads. Well, didn't the founder of it, he came to a bit of an, uh, an end and on, uh, at St Kilda Junction, didn't he? The, oh, really? The, well, there the mo- was a motorbike accident. He, oh. he got killed in a motorbike accident. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I think things have quietened down since then. He, right, uh, yeah. yeah. That's the traditional way pizza owners go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, story uh, as old as time. The, the, uh, <laughs> although there, there was a story the other day on the original owner before it became a franchise. He's got a house down in Rye, which is um Unbelievable! It's like uh, it's it's like it looks like the Parthenon, and with, it's. <laughs> but you're going to say it looks like a giant pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you what, a giant pizza would actually almost be more tasteful than what the place actually looks like. Is oh, it, I did see this. It's yeah, amazing. Right. It's got it's, it looks like the 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 Acropolis, but at the same time, it's also got the the horses from St Mark's Cathedral in Venice. At the top, you know the four horses. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird, and and then on top of that, it's just satellite dishes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an amazing Just thing. Ostar dishes up there. Yeah. yeah. Where was the original La Porchetta? Where's the first one? Where's Ground Zero? The first Zero? one would have been... Underground in Tokyo, <laughs> I believe. Porchetta Sun. Rathdown Street. Rathdown Street. Rathdown Street. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to live near that one. I didn't yeah. know that was the original. Oh, that was the first yeah. one. Yeah. Then, then when it became a franchise, that actually stayed La Porchetta, but the guy opened up near the San Remo Ballroom in Nicholson Street, and that became the mall. Oh. It was its own... Restaurant slash pizzeria without it being franchise. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to ask you. I think uh, uh, this is my guess with you. You've done. Have you never done any? Uh, uh, had another job apart from comedy? Have you both basically? Oh well, Sam, you would have had another <laughs> job. <laughs> no, because we're very, I, no, we've had very different. Uh, oh no. Well, you know what? Because we were talking before on your Wikipedia page, which you've dispelled before we talked. It said you went into radio at age eighteen. So I thought, oh, well, you've just been showbiz Sam all your life. Yeah, showbiz Sam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's have you, had a jo- have you had a job, Sam? Oh, I didn't. I didn't go to the radio when you when the Wikipedia page says he went down to ra- whatever it is started in radio at eighteen. It said you played for under nineteens Collingwood Football Club. He was a champ. He was a champ. Were you an actual champ? <laughs> no, I was. I played for. I played in the under nineteens for Collingwood. Is that the that era was... where you could just sort of rock down to the club and? Get a game. No, you needed to have I an. Wasn't a, you that, needed I was invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you needed to have an afro at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the radio thing was, I went down to three CR radio station at the age of twenty nine. Right. 
Yeah. 29. So, so I don't know why they say That's 18. off by a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's off by a lot, Tommy. It's like, well, that's Wikipedia for you. So what happened in the missing 10 years? Yeah, the missing 10 years. There's a doco. You're now having to account for time that's based on something that someone's made up on you on your Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> like we're saying it's your fault. So where were you that whole time? Where, yeah, where were you on John Lennon's lost weekend? <laughs> I was in Tokyo for 10 years <laughs> looking for Italian. Looking for ramen. <laughs> no, I was um, – what did I, I – had, I had jobs and I, and I was playing footy, like, but semi, semi – you know. So I would play football in uh, – at the at, like the VFA in the old, you know, for Paran and Preston and then I went to the country. Oh, did they, you play VFA? Yeah. After Collingwood, I can't believe we're doing This Is Your Life. <laughs> <laughs> Under-19s for Collingwood, like I said, I wasn't very good. up like one season there. Yep. 14 games as a permanent half-foot flank, flanker, kick one goal. Can't Sam, look. by the way, I don't know if you if you don't want to talk about this, you do know it's an option to just walk off on him, right? And just <laughs> yeah, and get him another carriage. There. There's another podcast <laughs> we'll going on in the other room that you can on jump a in tram. on. We'll do this on a tram, and then we can get off. At I, any reckon, time. I reckon I've watched you play under 19s because I because because Sam and I grew up in the same neighbourhood. I mean, there's a there's a few generations difference, but uh, I would have gone to see I, when I used to go see Collingwood play at Victoria Park. I would go see under 19s reserves and. And I, I, I'm just wondering whether I would have seen you, Sam. You'd have to get there early to see my game. Yeah, no, my game yeah. started at... I used to get know, there early. Nine o'clock. Mm. Well, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, once Collingwood gave me the flick, I went to Paran in the VFA and Preston. Now how, do they, how did Collingwood give you the flick? How does, how does that actually happen? Well, it was the last year under-19s. So, you know, like there's 40 on the list or 20, you know, by the time the, we played in the grand final that year. But I didn't... I was like, you know, an emergency or whatever. So, at the end of it, they say, yeah... You're not going on the senior list, right? Okay, but we'll we'll keep an eye on you, and um, you know da da da, and then okay. No, have they been in contact lately, or still waiting, Carlton? Right. Still waiting. <laughs> I haven't given. I haven't officially retired. Oh, mind you, Carlton have been on the phone. Carlton <laughs> <laughs> want me to captain coach. It's, uh, yeah, so my twenties were just they were very yeah they were pretty loose. Really? Well, yeah, I just it was what, very. Was what like did you a, do? What what jobs? Did you hold down? I worked at the spaghetti. I worked at the spaghetti tree. Did you? Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. I, I actually worked there at the same time. We did. We did about a two month kind of crossover when she was just finishing and I was just starting with Julia Zamira. Oh, she was a waitress there. Remember her? Yeah, she was a waitress there. Wow, spaghetti tree, breeding ground for SBS. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So there was that. So was, but I only did because of footy, where I was paid a small amount. I didn't. I didn't have full time jobs. I didn't. How much did you get paid? To play football, yeah. I think the most I got paid in uh, one year in the country was like four hundred cash a game. Oh, really? Wow. I mean, I'd go and I wouldn't train or anything. Mum used to give me fifty cents a goal in the under nines. <laughs> yeah, well, Tom, <laughs> well, Gar- you, Tom, really? Gar- Tom Gallagher gave me four hundred and fifty and bon- cents a goal as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you'd get a bonus. You'd get a bonus if you played well, wouldn't you? There were rewards at the end of the day, but if you were a paid player like from Melbourne mm. going up there, it kind of would seem weird to get the $50 <laughs> voucher to Mitre 10 as well. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> they would give it more to the locals. Yeah. I used to dream of – because I played soccer to a, a certain level up until early 20s, uh, like in, in provisional and state leagues – and we used to play all the uh, clubs in Melbourne that were a lot more ethnic than Ballarat Soccer Club, which was just whoever was lying around. And we'd go to these... And you'd hear all the stories of uh, if you'd win, uh, you'd go back to get changed and, uh, and some generous benefactor had stuffed rolls of 50s in your boots and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, we never got any of that. We'd have to, you know, we'd be lucky to beg the bus driver to stop at a Pizza Hut on the way home <laughs> to get anything. And how old was How old were you? 
This is age 17, 18, right. stuff like that. Playing, yeah, playing to a certain level of soccer. It was all right. That were my heydays of, of yeah. semi-professional sports. Well, I played in provisional league for Melbourne University. Oh. And I used to – because I grew up playing for, for the, those ethnic clubs as a junior – You'd end up playing for the Melbourne Uni- Melbourne University in Provisional League, and you'd play against Thomastown, all these sort of ethnic kind of clubs that would, you know, t- the tirades of Italian against you. And then you turn around and answer back in Italian, and it was, oh, sorry, we didn't realise you were Italian. <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, so we take it all back because you know we shouldn't have, we should have realised that that, that you're, yeah. Is that an insult? Did you feel insulted that you didn't look Italian enough? That you got insulted? Actually, maybe. Well, I've I've never kind of really looked Italian, so I'm, I've been used to that since since a, a little kid. But I was slightly insulted. It's like, yeah. come on, guys, you should, you know, <laughs> don't you remember me from? Isn't there a secret handshake? Isn't there a something secret like that? handshake? <laughs> you went rolling. You went rolling up to games like it was stroking a white cat, <laughs> just to let him know that you were the real not deal. Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> Is that an Italian stereotype? Yeah. yeah. Having I mean, a white a, cat on hand. That's an evil handshake yeah. stereotype. Yeah. I think. Yeah. No, no, that's the Godfather. That's the oh, definitive. Okay. Did he have a white cat? Yeah. Did he really? Did he? You're thinking of Doctor Evil. I'm telling you, Marlon Brando had a cat <laughs> in that on the door on the day of his daughter's <laughs> wedding. I'm telling you, he had a cat yeah, in a that cat. little room. You're right. Luca Brasi's at the front You're waiting right. to go in. Yeah. This, the Godfather was a movie. There was a horse's head. Yeah, yeah. I know that. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. The horse's head. Yeah. Yeah. But not that bit. That was the same movie. Okay, same movie. I had lunch with who was the guy that I had lunch with? Oh, Marlon Brando. No, no, from the from the Godfather <laughs> movies. He was in, oh he, Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda. Oh, Abe yeah. Vigoda, who was. Uh, <laughs> Instead of stories about the spaghetti tree, <laughs> bring the pagoda <laughs> earlier. No. No. <laughs> hey, pagoda was in the Godfather. Yeah. Played Tessio. And you had what did you do? No, no, we went. There was a the, no, no. We just went to the the Friars Club. We went to the Friars Club in New York. Oh just, wow! Just got inv- strangely, I had no idea what it even was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sam, how many carbonara? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Oh, that's <laughs> <carbonara. laughs> Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> what a, what a, what a no. menu it was. And you, you said you got the Mitre 10 voucher or not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you buy at Mitre 10? Yeah. Oh, so many things. <laughs> but, but, mate, no, we'll no, 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 no. Because I'm interested. It was just, I mean, you don't have to say where you worked and stuff. But apart from waitering, did you do any other stuff? <laughs> I don't. I don't well, we got, really? There's yeah, no yeah, yeah, Vigoda story. We were at the Vigoda story. Trust me, the Vigoda story is not worth it. You want my part time jobs in my 20s? Especially since you don't want to tell it so much. Now we extra want it. You'll find out why I didn't want to tell it in about 30 seconds. You'll go, yeah, probably shouldn't have told it. Spaghetti tree as a way to part-time. Bottle shop, the Clifton Hill bottle shop just down here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Part-time and behind the bar. And that's it. That's it. Two jobs in 10 years. Part-time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So were you, yeah. were you the kind of like, uh, you know, your brother is obviously a bit of an achiever in the family. Were you considered the guy? <laughs> were you considered the pang that never is like, okay, look, oh, he'll, yeah. he'll get there eventually. Who's, who's your brother? Panga. He's not pa- yeah, Panga. Oh, sorry. No, he, no, he's, Panga. That, he's that important in the Pang family that the brother's called Panga. Even though there's another brother yeah, who's also called Pang, he's not allowed to have the Panga. No, my brother and sister, both younger than me, yeah, you would argue, you know, were on a path that they looked like they were achieving more, and they were, and they have. Did you all play together in the under-19s like the Danaher brothers? Or? <laughs> no, no. But, you know, speaking of the Danaher brothers, do you know I have a book signed by all Danahers? Do you? I have a book signed by... I was working at Triple R doing breakfast uh, radio there. For people who don't know, the Denha brothers played for Essendon in yeah. the uh, AFL. Yes. BFL. And they, they, da- Terry Danaher came in to plug a book. My childhood he, hero. Terry Danaher was. Yep. Oh, he was a good player. 
It was an excellent play. I yeah, once yeah. made a banner. I, I, coming from the country, coming from Melrose, we drove. We'd only see the football once every two or three years. We drove to the MCG. I made a big banner that said. Uh, number five is alive Ooh, And cool. uh, went to pull it out And got told to put it down immediately <laughs> Took me hours <laughs> yeah. Chucked it away immediately yeah, yeah. Paper mache And yeah. all yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, and Kevin Sheedy wouldn't give me his autograph Oh Hey by oh, the way Bad day Next time on a tram Slink these <laughs> in <laughs> Oh yeah Yeah these old football stories That girl would have been like Oh awesome That's all we talk about Is old football stories But just th- this book I just want to say Terry Danaher came into Triple R mm-hmm. To plug a book mm-hmm. That he had no idea what it, was, it was on the Danaher brothers But Who wrote it Adam McNichol Adam okay, McNichol right, Good yeah, journalist yeah. He wrote it And um, Terry Danaher was in and I got him... Natural fit for Triple R. Natural fit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had to work hard to get it over the line. <laughs> the album of the week band wouldn't come on, so Terry Dunn was a late, late to replacement. I got him to... But they didn't actually... But the publicist hadn't brought the book in. But I thought, stuff it, I'm just going to get him hmm. to sign a book. So I grabbed a book off the shelf and it was Sir John Gilgood, Shakespeare, Hit or Miss. <laughs> <laughs> I got Terry Danaher to sign it. <laughs> to sign it. And then I took it to a lunch because that where I knew Anthony Danaher was going to be and I got him to sign it. Yeah. And he looked at it and loved it. And he said, give it to me. I'll go back and I'll get the brothers to sign it. Oh, oh wow. wow. And so we took it away for a year, gave it, gave it back. Was there a dedication on it or did they just sign their names? Just their names. Yeah. They should have spelt their names with three R's at the end. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been nice. We were talking merch at the just before we started recording. And By the way, we'll get back to the Vagoda story. No, no, no. And you, you said you've got a good... A, th- a thing signed by oh, Rodney Ro- Rude. Rodney, Ro- oh yeah. Oh, well, you no, know, you were talking about merch. What were we talking about merch for? Oh, this is before we started. But I was telling Santa that this is last night. I went to see Rodney Rude about three or four years ago at the Doncaster Shopping Town Hotel. Mm-hmm. Those young, sweet combo. Yeah. Those younger uh, viewers and listeners out there. Rodney is that Rude, the is place that across the road from Doncaster? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the Doncaster Shopping Town. Out to Shopo. Yeah. Where, as I was walking out, they. The they like coming up with like Belinda Carlisle was going to be yes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so this is this venue has got its yeah. you know, it's got its niche yeah it's got the pseudo echo vanilla ice with yeah, there vanilla ice did oh, the tour yeah yeah yep. wow I think mental is anything were there actually not that long ago yeah uncanny X Men Brian Maddox Don't he know does a lot of them did that yeah, yeah. see Rude do his do do his show two hours <laughs> two hours I don't even know that the show's over there's no official. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> da, 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 da. You knew the show was over when he went behind the curtain and just pushed out this massive trunk full of merch. <laughs> That's how we knew the show was over. <laughs> and then so my brother, so Panga, you know, hilariously goes... You I, call your brother Panga, by yeah, the way. Everyone calls him Panga. Right, Panga. Okay. He's, the, he's the high achiever. And You don't even get to use your own name anymore around no, your brother. No. Wow. There's only one. Yeah. He, You've never he, even won an episode of Have You Been Paying Attention, you fucking yeah, no. loser. <laughs> well... I'm trying. You know. <laughs> These questions are so hard. Get, get um, Panger on. Yeah, we will get yeah. Panger on. Pang I v love Pang. Panger. Everyone the loves Panger. Showdown of the century. Yeah. That won't work, by the way. <laughs> Panger has show. actually been on, been on Total Football. He's made, he's made a couple oh, of yeah, appearances. Yeah, yeah. He, he's made he a couple played, of appearances. He played my limo driver once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what, no lines. Thought, it just wasn't believable. I, yeah, no, I thought he really. overacted a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> one thing where you just had to stand there. That was yeah. what it. Um, so you went and bought the merchandise? No, Panga bought the merchandise yeah, yeah. and he brings me back this Rodney Reed, Rodney Rude t-shirt. You know, the... Oh, it was the... The, the classic caricature that's been made 35 years ago, which no longer looks anything like him. Mm. The little cartoon drawing yeah, of him the cartoon that's on all this merch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, now I remember he, it was the, he was on a tour and it was called the Wrong Hole Tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, this is my bona fides. 
Hangar brings hey, back that's the That's a bit subtle for me. Can yeah. I? Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney Rude's on the wrong hole tour. Mm. Panger buys a T-shirt signed by Rodney Rude to Sam. Signed by Anthony Denner. <laughs> <laughs> signed by Rodney Rude. Every Rude brother. <laughs> Charles Rude and yeah, I should have Sammy Rude. <laughs> Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> no. Panger, it's, it's signed to Sam. Rim me, Rodney Rude. <laughs> The man's a genius. <laughs> the man's a genius. <laughs> but I like how you're going, oh, check it out, Rimmy. What a genius. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. went. Yeah, yeah, what exactly. did you go I, for? I, I went because when I was young growing up, you know, he's, I had the, t- you know, you just listen to tapes. Because I, I, I argue the whole country could be uh, divided into two halves, Rodney Rude half or mm. the Kevin Bloody Wilson. Mm. Yep. Oh, and I was really? a rude man. And so I used to listen to tapes or whatever, like at school. Your mum's bum. Yeah, yeah. Frog sack. Mate, mm. everyone knows him. And then, yeah. finally, you know, 20, yeah, 20 years later, he's at the Doncaster Show. Man, so you got we're go. going. What was the demo like at the Rodney Road mm. gig? I did. Well, I went with, I went, Panga was there, obviously. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. a couple of my mates who weren't once a doctor who he kept on reminding me the whole uh, concert. Concert, yeah, concert. Well, being a doctor, he would probably scientifically know which one is the wrong hole. So that would have been <laughs> that would have been handy. He came in very handy, <laughs> but he kept on looking around, and uh, he did look around at the at the at the demographic and the audience. Yeah, yes, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, I reckon I'm the only jewel specialist in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to I had to give it to him. Yeah, we made it was a mixed bag. Right, okay. Well, what about there'd be some dual specialists in there, just specialists in very different areas. <laughs> Not very different areas. Yeah, yeah. Well, dual specialists like claiming on two different names at the doll office. I reckon there'd be there'd be a few of them. I, I had I loved it. I had a great night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Let's go back to a pagoda at the Flyers Club. Uh, what no, was the demo like at that? Well, first of all, I had no idea what the, for the fries, for the people who don't know, it's an it's an exclusive club just for comedians. So w- when I rolled up there, they had they basically told me that the week before there had been a uh, a celebrity roast for uh, Danny Aiello, yep. and the week next week was a a celebrity roast for John Travolta. So it's one wow. of the it's the home of the celebrity roast. It's yeah. where the roasts mm-hmm. came started. From. And you had to wear your own. This is in New York. I was in New York. It was I'd never been to New York. This was in the late nineties, and basically there was a guy. I, I was just uh, my wife and. And I will uh, just lived in a basically like an apartment for a couple of weeks, and the owner of the whole building was so bored with his own life that he just was saying hello to anyone who lived in his building, and uh, he, he his name was. I never forget it. His name is Alan A L A N Allen A L L E N, and and he would always say to me, "Hey, my name's Alan Allen, but I'm not from Wagga Wagga." <laughs> so that, and I figured there's something sort of slightly sticky about him, clearly. And he used to have a seafood restaurant somewhere where all the comedians used to go to, and his best friend was Henny Youngman. Oh wow! And uh, the one and only, the one and only, yeah. yeah. So he basically said to me, he kept on saying every day, "I'm going to take you to the Fries Club, right?" And I'd go, yeah, oh, we should do that. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And eventually there was a, a star, some guy who was cleaning, a janitor, I think they call him in America, whatever they are. He just said, you know, when Mr. Allen says he's going to take you to the Fries Club, he means he's going to take you to the Fries Club. So I started thinking, geez, I must find out what this Fries Club thing is. So I found out and I, and I said, oh, look, I'll come with you. And we basically went along and he said, do you mind if we pick somebody up on the way? And it was Abe Vigoda, who's, if you see the, the, the Godfather movies, you'll know who it is. The guy with the long face, dark. When was, you're in Alan Allen's car and he stops and Abe Vigoda gets in. 
I freaked. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. Mind you, the whole thing was totally surreal because Alan Allen, who's not from Wagga Wagga, he, um, <laughs> he, had some, he was a shaky kind of, so he had some kind of Parkinson's kind of stuff. And my job was basically, he would always tell me to bend up, have a look down to see whether he's pissed his pants. <laughs> so I, that was basically my job whenever we went out. He'd go, I've just been to the toilet, can you just check because I don't know whether I've leaked all over myself. So it wasn't that glamorous. But yeah, so we went to, uh, we went to this place and it was totally insane. Everybody had conversations like they were jokes. They were just saying, right. anyway, so I went, you know, I went down on a cruise and I tell you what, my wife spent so much money, I didn't know what to do. And then I got home and blah, blah. And, and I'm going, wow, that's not even a joke. You're, you're telling <laughs> it like a joke. Uh, so it was really weird. And he kept introducing me as this is the funniest man in Australia. Oh, for no, re- I mean, you know, it's not as if I was on a tram telling people how great I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, how many people are bailing so, on conversations with you at the Friars Club? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they went and sat on a different table. And, and they just said, I just sit here, um, but it was uh, it was a weird it was a very weird day. It was a weird day, and you, know, you saw comedians around. And you had to wear like they gave you a special jacket to wear. Oh no, there? I didn't have a jacket. He had to. I had to go up to his uh, Alan Allen's apartment and get a tie because you know you you don't go travel with a suit or anything like that. But mm. we had to wear a suit. Yeah, so it was great. It was really good. Yeah, were, wow. yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Now, so old school show. Every now and then on um, the shows we work on, uh, Santo uh, gets me to check if he's pissed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. Well, guys, I think that's just about all the time we have for the little Dum Dum Club this week. Sam Pang, Santo Chilaro, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Carl. Uh, is mm. the things coming out? Have you been paying attention Mondays on Channel 10? Channel yep. 10. That, on Channel 10, that'll be out, that'll, yeah, till the end of the year. After MasterChef. After MasterChef. Oh, no, you don't it's just after, AD, after ADBC. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> and it, did we just find this out? Reruns Saturday night at 10 p.m. I have no idea. Are they, Sam? I know there were reruns. Well, yeah, they were on no, head to head. In the modern day, the, the show gets replayed all the time on yeah. 10 and then 1 aged, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but if this is on 31 on Saturday night, mm. yeah, yeah, watch this. Yeah, watch yeah, this watch instead this. of that. But there are, uh, tell you what is coming up, uh, second series of Utopia on, yes. on Channel oh, 2. Oh, yes, with Channel a lot two. of yeah, yeah. friends of the two. show are appearing. Yeah, Leo, yeah. Celia, yeah, Luke. Yeah, yeah, Lukey, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that'll come up in a, probably in about a month's time, I'm guessing. So oh, that'll be on a Thursday yeah, night on, on Channel Can 2. I finish with a question to you mm. boys. You know, when Celia and all the, the other, you know, Celia and Liam and all, the, all your other mates come on, mm. any Abe for go to stories get pumped out? Was <laughs> <laughs> is this the first one? <laughs> This is, yeah, it's I mean... It's I'd in the top five best Abe Vigoda stories we've had <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Easily. Well, I feel really ashamed now because there was no story in there. I just, it was just a part other than we went to the Fries Club. I wish I could talk about, you know... No, but, well, if we're going to recap, I did uh, two minutes on the spaghetti trip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't feel too bad sometimes. Hang on, I can feel people switching over to, are you paying attention now? I wanted to do a Friars Club type of joke, though, that, uh, but, you know, about the, uh, I'm going to sign this release form. If ever you have Rex Hunt on, he should sign a catch and release form. Oh. So that's, a, I just wanted to put that in because uh, that's what they, well, they would have said it in a different kind of way in the Friars Club. But, well, we've been uh, hey, you know, believe it or not, you should have a catch and release form. <laughs> See, then it's funny. That's good. We've been looking for a reason to try and get Rex Hunt in here, and now we've got it. <laughs> That's the first question. That'll feel like one minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, we've got our live show happening this Saturday, July 18th at The Joint at 8pm. Not, uh, not only our live show, our live, our live 250th episode. 250th wow. Spectacular. Uh, Adelaide and Perth are happening too. All that stuff's up on the website, littledumdumclub.com. October 17 and November 18, I believe. Yep. Uh, that's all that we've got for this week. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.